0: This is Julie Hogue with Vegetarians and Meat Lovers Split Table Recipes. I'm happy you're here today because I'm going to share some yummy recipes with you. On my podcast I talk about food. I interview people who are somehow related to food, a dietitian, a chef, a food blogger, people who make cookbooks, all those kind of things, and I share recipes with you. Now, I like to share recipes that work for both vegetarians and meat lovers. That's my family. I am the vegetarian and the rest of my family eats meat. So I'm constantly trying to figure out meals that are gonna work for both types of diets. And so this is a recipe that I modified. This is a very old recipe <laughs> from, a uh, you have know any cookbooks that you have from, that are passed down like from your grandma or a parent? This cookbook was given to me passed down through, well, it was my mom's and it was my grandma's before that. And my grandma got it because her sister's church in South Dakota put out a cookbook of all the people from the church. So this is a very simple, old, down-to-earth recipe for pizza casserole. I slightly modified it because I wanted to add some meat to it and, well, it already had meat in it. think it had ground beef. And then I added the pepperoni and some other things to it too. So I did dress it up a little bit, but it's a very easy, very easy, simple meal. And I love that, especially when I'm working all day and it comes down to dinner and I've got my family to feed, everybody's hungry, everybody looks to me because I'm the cook of the family. And so Sometimes I'm so overwhelmed with the day of work that I need something really simple. And this is a recipe that works for that. And I'm also going to share a spring mix green salad recipe with balsamic, fresh mozzarella, and pepitas. This recipe is on my website, juliehogwriter.com And it's so good. <laughs> it's one of my favorite salad recipes. You do have to eat it right after you make it. And it isn't so good leftover. So it's one you want to eat all in one sitting. It gets really, really limp if you let it sit and try to have it as a leftover. It doesn't work quite as well, but it's really good. Don't forget to check out the Instacart deals down in the podcast show notes. And I will mention that at the end too to remind you it's a great way to get things to your house easily without you having to leave. And they have a deal down there too, so check that out. Okay, so It was my birthday yesterday. (laughs) I was going to record this yesterday, but I decided I wanted to write on my birthday because I love to write. So this episode is coming out today instead of yesterday. And I'm writing a new book under another name. I write under a pen name as well. So I'm really excited about that. I never get tired of writing and creating content. It's always so much fun for me. I just can't get enough of it and it's it's fun for me. It's like the you know how people like don't want to do something or that's work for them or they feel obligated to do it. This is fun for me and I really enjoy it. Like I can sit down and write 4000 words in a morning. That's how I just can keep going. I don't usually run out of time. Oops. Scratch that. <laughs> I do run out of time. I don't run out of ideas. That's what I meant. I run out of time and I have to stop writing to do something else. So I have written multiple books and multiple articles, and it's so much fun. I've created so much content. Sometimes I blow my own brain up about it. Anyway, (laughs) get back to this, what this podcast is about. And we're going to talk about this spring mix green salad recipe with balsamic fresh mozzarella and pepitas. What are pepitas? They're pumpkin seeds. And you can find them usually in the deli. And this is just such a delicious recipe. I fed this to some friends once and they just they just loved it. I love it. I lo- love to serve it to my family. It combines three types of lettuce from the spring mix green, mis- greens mixture. Then you add tomatoes and avocado. It's super easy to make too. So both of these recipes are super easy to make and they're really good. And I like to have, you know, kind of salad or something with a kind of pizza casserole just because it gives you more vegetables, more well-rounded meal. It's good. It's really good. And this is a kind of pretty-looking salad, too. I just adore this tasty salad. It adds healthy and flavorful side dish to any meal. I do like to eat it outside. So it's a great spring one, too, if you're eating outside... I mean, if it's warm enough to eat outside, that is. In Minnesota right now, it's freezing. We just had a warm up and now it's like winter again and it's going to warm up again, but it's so hard to go through this. Ha ah, ha. It's just kidding. It's not spring kind of a thing where it gets cold and it even snowed today. Like, what happened to our 80 degrees? Now we got like snow again. It's terrible. (laughs) One day you'll get like 80 degrees and the next day you'll get 40. It's like there's so much change in Minnesota. It's just absolutely crazy. Okay, I love this salad too because as a vegetarian, it has some protein and the cheese and the papitas. So I'm going to read this recipe right off my website. You have the jump to recipe little handy dandy button where you can tap it and you don't have to read all the text if you don't want. It takes you right to the recipe. Such a lovely little thing that someone has created for websites. Okay, so what do you need? You need four cups of spring mix greens, baby lettuce, baby greens, and radicchio. And I know there's different spring mixes out there. They may not all be the same. I'm not really sure about that, but any kind of spring mix will probably work. Then you need one-third cup pepitas, roasted and salted. I like that roasted and salted aspect. One cup of fresh mozzarella pearls. Now, those are the little fresh mozzarellas that are like small. They're called pearls because they're little. They're little bite-sized ones. I know you've probably seen like the big ball of mozzarella or there's like a log of fresh mozzarella that's like sliced. This is a little balls. And if you can't find it, you probably could just use the big one and just chop it up or whatever. That would work too. You need one ripe avocado and three-fourths cup tomato cut up and one and a half tablespoons of balsamic vinegar, two tablespoons of olive oil. How do you make it? So easy. (laughs) So easy. Peel and dice the avocado. Dice the tomato for three-fourths cup. Combine with four cups of the spring mixed greens, one-third cup pepitas, and one cup fresh mozzarella pearls cheese. Toss. Next, you prepare the dressing. One and a half tablespoons balsamic vinegar, and two tablespoons olive oil. Stir. Pour over salad and toss again to coat. Serve immediately. This salad is best when eaten after, just after prepared. So that's it. That's how easy it is. Isn't that crazy? It's so good. And when you, when you mix it, if the avocado is ripe, it kind of like blends in with the dressing and just kind of coats everything. So you get avocado like kind of all over all of it. And that's why it's, it's better to use a ripe one so that it does mash like that and kind of mix like that. Otherwise, you're just going to wind up with chunks of avocado, which you could do, but that's not really how the recipe was created, or how, what it was meant for. So it really is better if you have the ripe avocado. And I just love the, the lettuce. It's a great way to eat lettuce. So it gets coated with the avocado and the balsamic vinegar and the olive oil. I love balsamic. It's so good. And you just, then you just get those nice red tomatoes and the white cheese. And then you get the tan from the pumpkin seeds. So it's, it's so good. You could try different flavors of pumpkin seeds too. I've seen pepitas like honey roasted. Those are pretty good too. So check that out at com. You can print it right from my website also. So very, very easy. And now we'll get into the pizza casserole. I love pizza. (laughs) It was my birthday yesterday, like I said, and I had pizza. So I had pizza on the brain. And this morning I woke up and I'm like, what am I going to do? Because sometimes I don't plan things ahead of time. I'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants kind of a person. And I wake up I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And then I do it. Kind of drives my husband crazy because I'm not much of a planner. I mean, sometimes I plan, but sometimes I'm flying by the seat of my pants. And I'll decide right before I'm going to do something what I'm going to do. So, you know, I don't mind being put on the spot, obviously. (laughs) So we had pizza last night, and I had some wine from Trader Joe's. My husband created a really cool little basket with stuff in it from Trader Joe's. Different cheeses, some crackers, cauliflower crackers, and some hummus. And then he put two bottles of wine in there, too. So that was really fun, and it was great. We had some of the cheese before the pizza came, Enjoyed the pizza, and I had the Trader Joe's red wine. It was really good. I had never had it before, and it was really delicious. So if you're anywhere near Trader Joe's, check that out. They have such a fun store, so many different specialty things and unusual things. It's really fun, and their wine is really good. It's actually Trader Joe's actual wine with their label, their name on the label. So check it out. If you've never been there, you should check it out. I urge you to go. It's fun. They have so many different things. It's just very specialty and fun. Fun little store. And no, I'm not affiliated with them or anything. I just like it. (laughs) I'm in Minnesota, and it's a store that's not too far from me. The, The closest one, I think, is in like Roseville, I think is where it is. Shoreview, maybe. I'm not really sure. But they have several around the Twin Cities, I believe. So check them out. Okay, pizza casserole time. So this is a really simple recipe. Oh, I just love simple recipes. I don't know about you, but life's overwhelming. Sometimes I just want a simple meal. I need a simple thing that's good. And I don't always want to... Sometimes I will do frozen meals or something that already prepared, but I'd rather do homemade, less preservatives, just more healthy. And honestly, my family just really likes... Not that they don't like frozen things. They do like it, but I... They just like the homemade stuff better. And I don't blame them because it's good, but it's hard to always be creating these big, amazing meals. And if you're the meal planner in your house, you know what I'm talking about. You have, it's like an extra layer of, oh, I have to do this. It's an extra, it can be an extra layer of stress. What am I going to feed my family this week? Okay, you got to sit down and I've I become a better planner in this way, talking about being a planner, planning out my meals a little bit better or my grocery list. And so then I'm not relying so much on like frozen things like frozen chicken tenders and stuff like that, which my family does like. But, you know, this is one meal that it's so easy to do that my brain can easily go there. And the recipes aren't, or the ingredients aren't hard to remember. So if I'm in the store and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to make? I might actually remember these ingredients because it's so simple. And I need things like that, too. When I don't have time to plan for meals... I need like, okay, how do I make this again? And if it's simple, I might actually remember it, right? Other thing I do when, I, when I'm when i in the store, since I have my, my website, I'll pull up my own website. If it's something that I've put on there, I'll use my own website. Isn't that so funny? Like I will go to my website and look up the recipe while I'm in the store and get the ingredients from something I put on my website. It's kind of handy, right? <laughs> it's like my own little personal spot where I have my my recipe's online, easily accessible for myself. So talking about using your your website for yourself, I do that. That That's what I do. I've done that many times in the store. I'm like, wait, how do I make this? What do I need? I go to com and I find it. <laughs> kind of a crazy thing. Not that I ever set out to do that or thought that would happen. So it's kind of funny. Okay, pizza casserole. So simple. I didn't even make up a crazy wild name for this because it's pizza casserole. Doesn't need anything else, right? Four cups of cooked egg noodles. Those are those like curly ones. They're called egg noodles. I don't know how else to describe them. They're kind of yellowish looking and they're like curled. I don't know how else to describe them. Look for egg noodles. And two cans of tomato soup. Often you just have that at your house, right? That's the other thing I like about this recipe, is it's sometimes things I just happen to have. Two teaspoons ground oregano, one teaspoon salt, one tablespoon olive oil, two thirds cup diced onion. Two teaspoons minced garlic, like from the jar. I love that stuff. <laughs> it's so easy to use. One pound of ground beef. Two cups shredded mozzarella cheese. One half cup shaved Parmesan cheese. Now, I like the shaved one because it's like big and chunky. One teaspoon Italian seasoning and one half cup pepperoni. I recently just noticed that I I purchased an Italian seasoning bottle. And I always thought it was standard what they put in Italian seasoning bottles. It's not. This one, this particular one that I bought, only had three three different herbs in it, dried herbs. And I was like, wait, the last one I had that had like five. So that's kind of like annoying to me. That they Call it all Italian seasoning. You kind of expect it to be standard and then it's not. So anyways, if you've never noticed that, check it out sometime. Different, they'll call it Italian seasoning but it'll have different herbs in it. It's not standard. So something I had never noticed before, I just would grab Italian seasoning. And I mean, it's still going to taste good, obviously, right? Because it's Italian seasoning, but I wish it was like consistent. Using it as a recipe, it'd be nice if it was consistent across brands, but they ain't getting together. Again, I'll put this all down on the podcast show notes so that you can easily look at it and see it instead of having to listen to whole this long thing, hearing me talk. That's why I put the recipes down there, because I don't want you to have to like re-listen to this if you don't want to. If you want to get to the recipe, talking about getting to recipes easily, you could go to the podcast. Say you're in the store and you're like, oh, how do, I, how do I make this? What do I need again? You could go to my podcast and it would be down in the show notes for you. This is why I do it. It's convenient for you. It's convenient for me. It's just better because otherwise you got to sit and listen to me jabber on and on and on <laughs> and get the recipe. No, 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 no. I would like it for it to be... Readily available to you. Okay, so you're going to cook those noodles, obviously. You're not going to leave them crunchy. That's a weird thing. Although, have you ever tried those? That makes me think of those lasagna noodles that you can do that with, where you just put them right in the lasagna and no no cook. Those are kind of genius. I like those. Okay, so cook those noodles according to the package directions and combine the tomato soup and oregano and salt and stir. You're going to take those onions and put them in the pan with olive oil. Obviously, heat the oil up first, and you're going to cook them until tender. And then you're going to, I just use the same pan. I scoop out the onions, and then I put the brown beef right back in that same pan. Why wash it? It's just a little bit of olive oil, right? And I just ground the ground beef. And then I add the tomato soup mix to the noodles, and you stir it. And so you coat those noodles in the tomato soup and oregano and salt. And then you're going to spread that in a pan. I like to use the glass 9 by 13 inch baking dish, the glass one. And so you just spread it in there. Spread those noodles in there, kind of flatten them out. So they're kind of even across the top of the pan. Instacart. Groceries delivered in as little as one hour. Free delivery on your first order, $35. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Free delivery on your very first order over $35. Following the link in the show notes lets Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Multiple stores available. Shop all of your favorites on a single order. The products you love from your local stores. Hands selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Don't we all want that? Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. Instacart picks the freshest produce and keeps your eggs safe too. Woohoo! Those are things I want. Try it out today. You will love it. And then you're going to sprinkle those onions. I mean, you could, the other way I've done this before too is taking those onions and mix them in when you stir. So you could do two different things. You could sprinkle them over the top. I think that's how I did it the last time. Or you could mix them in and stir them up with the with the noodles and the tomato soup mixture. Either way works. And so then you're going to add your pepperoni and ground beef to half or three-fourths of the pan. You're making a hybrid dish here for people who want meat and people who don't. That's my family. That's what I do. That's what I'm talking about. It's an easy way to do it. It's just like a pizza, you know, half pepperoni, half sausage, whatever you want to do. So depending on how many people are home, if My son is home from college. All four of them are going to be eating meat. I will do a three-fourths of the pan. And then I will leave myself the little quarter of the pan with just cheese. So easy to do. One dish, one recipe, two diets, which is what my cookbook is about. One dish, two diets. (laughs) Which you can find on Amazon if you want to get my book. Okay. So then you're going to top it with the mozzarella and the Parmesan cheese. That lovely shaved Parmesan cheese. I love that stuff. It's so good. And so you sprinkle that across. So you're just going to evenly sprinkle that across the whole, the whole pan. If you want more cheese heavy on the cheese side, like where there's no meat, then just make it heavier over there. I have done that before just to give myself a little more protein because they're going to have the meat on their side, but you don't have to. That's up to you. And then you're going to sprinkle the Italian seasoning on top and bake it for 30 minutes at 350 degrees. That's it. That's literally all you do. It's so easy. Gosh, I just can't get over how nice it is to have these easy recipes. It's super important in our busy lives to have these easy recipes that are good instead of always, like, taking something frozen. And not only that, you know, I feel like the frozen things, they're good, like frozen lasagna or something. They're good, good. but they also cost a lot, and they may have preservatives in them, and fresh is just so good, right? It's just so lovely. Although sometimes I'm so busy, I do need a frozen lasagna or something that's already pre-made. Those things are fine, but it's nice to be able to do something easy that's homemade, made from scratch. I love this because this recipe because it uses tomato soup. Like, say I don't have pizza, seasoning, pizza sauce. I mean, you probably could make this with pizza sauce too. I've never done that, but I bet that would be good. But say you don't have any pizza sauce. What are you going to do? I mean, I, <laughs> this is such a brilliant little thing someone thought of obviously years and years and years ago is to use tomato soup. I don't think I would have, I don't know that I would have thought of that and then adding oregano to it to give it that pizza flavor. Perfect idea. This was a fun episode for me to do and I hope you had a great Easter. This is coming the weekend after Easter. And, oh, I know, I know what I need to do on here. I found a new recipe that actually I modified too <laughs> for cheesy potatoes. I should do that next time on the on the podcast. It's so good. It's so simple. My family just loved it. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm I love gourmet, right? I love gourmet, but I really love simple, easy, good meals too, because that's what I need. That's what my cookbook is about, too, is simple, easy meals. It doesn't have to be complex to be good. It doesn't always fit our lives to be super complex. Sometimes we're so busy, especially if you have kids that are in sports or whatnot. You know, your evenings are busy. If you're running off to practice, you're running off to games, you need something easy, something quick. And this is also one of those meals, now, that's good leftover. The pizza casserole is not the salad. Don't try to do the salad leftover. It's going to be just kind of mush. The... The lettuce is just going to get, you know, really limp and just soggier. So that when you want to eat fresh, make it and eat it all within the same short amount of time. So like make it right before you're going to eat. But this pizza casserole is a great leftover item and (sighs) leftovers are good. I know some people don't like leftovers, but for me, it's so nice when I'm working to be like, okay, I just got to warm this up. Something good, something easy, something ready It's just so simple, easy, and then I feel like I'm not wasting food. I'm not throwing things away. You know, so it's just, I love the meals too, where you can heat up something and it's good leftover. And often these pasta meals, these pasta dishes where you bake them, they are good leftover. Just as good leftover as they were the first time. So it's a great option. Same thing with quiches. I love that too, because quiches are often better as good or better, when they're heated up. So I have a quiche cookbook if you ever want to check that out as well. American Midwest Cooking Quiches. That's my other, it's a little cookbook. It's fun though. It's all different quiches in different ways. Egg dishes, which is important to someone who is a lacto ovo vegetarian like myself and feeding my family too because we just, we are an egg-eating family. We are. And my family loves eggs. So To me, a quiche is a great meal. It can be done for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Great options. And the pizza casserole, too, can be a lunch or a dinner. And I can say I've never had pizza casserole for breakfast, but I don't see why you couldn't. (laughs) Think outside the box, right? It's not a big deal to do different things. You should try different things. And so much fun. Well, thank you again for listening to my podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I have some more interviews coming up in the future. I love to do the interview interviews as well. You should check out my other interviews that I've already posted. It's just really fun to talk to people. I love talking to other people that like to create food, have a passion for food and like to create things for the world that help us all eat better, have yummy food and just enjoy life. Because enjoying food is is also a big part of enjoying our lives, right? It's something we can do across our entire lives, and something we do do across our entire lives is enjoy food. Some things, as we're getting older, are harder to do, but we always are eating. (laughs) We're always gonna enjoy good food. So it's something that's really important to all of us and close to all of our hearts because good food is important and it's enjoyable. No matter where you are in the world, in your life, You can still enjoy food. You can enjoy a strawberry, something simple, a good apple. Have you ever tried the Honeycrisp apples, speaking of, which were created at the University of Minnesota in my lovely state of Minnesota? Best apple out there. I'm telling you, if you have not tried the Honeycrisp apples, you got to do it. And now they're kind of all over the place. And interestingly, I noticed recently when I bought some from Festival that the Honeycrisp apples they have right now are from Canada. And I'm like... Okay, you're north of Minnesota. How are you guys growing apples? Maybe they grow them in a greenhouse. I don't know. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that apples are coming from Canada. I kind of figured at this time of the year they'd be coming from somewhere south where it's warmer. So I don't know how apple growers do it. Maybe they have apple trees in a greenhouse. That sounds kind of hard though, right? I mean, I have to have pretty big. Very very greenhouse if you're going to be growing them inside. I don't know. It was a curious thing. I should check that out. I don't know how apple growers do that in the winter time. How do they do it? I don't know. Maybe someday I'll find out. Anyways, <laughs> off on a tangent. But it's fun to talk about food, so I'm going to do it. So I hope you enjoyed this. Follow me if you like it. Please give me a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss a single one. More stuff coming and so many fun recipes and a great way to talk with people and interview them, dietitians, chefs, cooks, food bloggers, you name it. So much fun. Okay. Thank you for listening and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye-bye.